Ladies and gentlemen of Jets Nation from around the world, you're listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Jets Podcast. The Jets hired Robert Sala, the very energetic, uh, bald, intense, good-looking guy. Don't name it to me is the GOAT. And Lawson, like, has had a little bit of an injury history, but man, he's a rocket. He's a ball of muscle off the edge. Denzel Mims is there, and he's got it. Denzel's going to be another big, fast, athletic target for us on the outside. We're a good football team. And now, let's kick it over to your hosts, Brandon Ferris and Spencer Klein. Welcome, everyone, to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ferris, and alongside me is Spencer Klein. And Spence, welcome back. We are in person for the first time doing the pod together. We missed you last week. Yeah, Brandon, excited to be back and just, you know, still taking it all in from last week and just an, an unbelievable weekend for the Jets organization, for Jets fans, just for Jets Nation as a whole. We're, uh, we're excited, <laughs> simply. Yeah, and it was quite a draft for the New York Jets. They started with 11 picks, ended up with 10 guys with some trade-ups, trade-downs, but in this episode, we will be grading each pick. Spoiler alert, they will probably all be good grades because... The Jets really knocked it out of the park, right? Yeah, I mean, especially with my friendly grading scale that that we've <laughs> heard from the earlier episodes. They're definitely going to get a lot of positive reviews from myself. But yeah. as Brandon and I will probably say soon, there definitely will be at least one that we're in agreement was was not positive. But we'll save <laughs> that for the discussion. <laughs> yeah, I, I a lot of our friends always tell me that Spence is really lenient on grades. And I'm glad that you know, because... You're very, very lenient to the Jets sometimes. Look, I certainly am a lenient grader. I'm, I'm not denying it, but look, <laughs> let's hope the Jets uh, live up to my grade simply. If yeah. I'm lenient, hopefully they prove it that it's reality, and I'll be, I'll be thrilled then with that. <laughs> well, they actually listened to a lot of our advice from the last few weeks. They drafted players who we wanted them to draft, and they were aggressive too. And if, if you saw our live stream, we were very happy, at least with the Vera Tucker trade-up. and very happy that they were aggressive with it even though it, it did cost them two third round picks and we'll we'll get into that but it's it's good to see the Jets taking back what what is theirs which is relevance in New York sports okay the, the theme of offense we said that since we started the podcast and we've been saying this all offseason do everything they can to set up that side of the ball to simply score lots of points and yeah. <laughs> They answered that uh, call simply for at least the first four rounds of the draft. And, yeah, we'll give some more thoughts on in the later round ones after that as well. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the, to the segment real quick. We are going to grade each, each draft pick. We'll give you some quick analysis on it and, and what our thoughts are. And we're excited to tell you what we think. All right, Spence, so let's start with the first pick for the Jets in our grading system. Zach Wilson, number two overall from BYU, quarterback. I give it an A+. Nothing really else you can say there. I mean, I I have my reasonings, but, but what's your grade for it? I guess you're more lenient than me in this one. I'll just I'll give it an A. I, I still did like Justin Fields just as much. I I couldn't, re- from my opinion, couldn't really differentiate between both. Thought they both are, are going to turn out to be great players. So for that reason, I would have given both an A here. But I respect the A plus grade as well. So 
I will leave it with an A. Well, so here's the reason why I give it an A plus. Not because of the player, it's because of what the Jets did. I was nervous they were going to trade down and screw everything up and keep Darnold, which they didn't. So the A plus grade kind of goes into everything where they made the right decision at quarterback, they traded Darnold, they got a 21 year old quarterback on a rookie deal. And they didn't trade back or trade down at all. That was one of my fears going into the draft. I think once they traded Darnold, I was a little more calm, but still didn't really know what was going to go on. So that's why I give it an A+, because of the execution of the front office. Yeah. and I Not, not because of the player, but because of what they did. And I think that's a fair way to incorporate that into the grade. The Jets, they did a fantastic job on playing out the whole process simply. And, and taking their guy that they, they, they knew they wanted, simply they didn't mess around. <laughs> it seemed like they might have been messing around, but yeah. as, as the Douglas regime does, they keep it quiet. And that's... that's well, they didn't all... keep it that quiet, though. Because... Towards the end, it got a little more clear. <laughs> I'll, I'll, which which I'll is un, uncharacteristic of, yes. of the front office. Because other than him, we had no idea what else they were going to do. Yeah. Like, we, we were talking, like, we saw reports of Tevin Jenkins being their top offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, cornerbacks being the top guy at 23, Creed Humphrey being the pick. So, really, we didn't know any, anything else, which was good. It's what they do best. Yeah, I mean, just thrill with the pick, thrill with the player. We're both looking forward to seeing what happens with this. And, and we can yeah. lead that into uh, the second first rounder as they, they continue with our theme of offense, simply. Yeah, so we were super happy to see the Jets be aggressive and trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman from USC. He will slot in probably as left guard, right, for, yep, for now. that's the expectation. And he could potentially take over Fant, maybe. He does have smaller hands and smaller arms, like we said. But I did see there, the possibility of him going back to right tackle. But either way, no matter where you put him, he's going to be a plug-and-play starter. They get an A-minus from me. Only reason they get an A minus is because they did have to give up the two third rounders. And like we said in the few other pods, there were some solid third round talent out there. But I'm okay with it. Although they did have Tevin Jenkins at 23 or Darashaw at 23, who they could have taken. But I, I like the aggressive nature by Joe Douglas. He did recoup some picks later on in the draft. And Vera Tucker should be a, a Pro Bowl or All-Pro within the next few years. Yeah, and I'll, it will differ here slightly, but in a good way. I'll, yeah. I'll give this pick an A for the Jets here. Uh, addressed a huge need at guard. We've been talking for weeks that they needed to <laughs> do something here, and they yeah. did to fulfill our wishes there. So that's the first piece to it. The second, the trade-up, I'm comfortable with it. I think we're both comfortable with it. It, yeah. it, it didn't, yeah, some fans were probably hurt that they lost the pick. But according to Douglas, and I mean, yes, he's going to tell the media this probably no matter what, but he, he said they were going to take Michael Carter at 66 with their third rounder anyway. So if that's the guy They're they were targeting there. there, and yeah, he falls back into the last with the fourth rounder, totally worth the draft capital to me then, then yeah. to move up. And I know there's been some breakdowns on it in terms of like the, the, there's the, the scale, like draft points giving, eh, being yeah. given up in trades. The Jets, the value in terms of, it, of yeah. that, the Jets lost out. A little bit, I believe. 45 points. Yeah, I yeah. mean, 
Because everyone's making such a big deal out of it, and but it wasn't that big. Sometimes deal. you gotta just go get your guy. <laughs> Look, that's what happens when you're rebuilding a roster that has a lot of holes, and you try. Well, to they fill also the had holes. so many draft picks. We exactly. said with Jared Jane, they had the luxury of that. They weren't so. gonna take all eleven guys, although they they did take ten. Yeah. But Look, they I proved mean, my prediction wrong. I I th- said there would be no trade up at yeah. from twenty three and. They did that simply, but yeah, I'm happy with it, happy with the player. As Brandon said, he can shuffle around the line. I, I think probably anywhere but center as yeah. far as his experience well, he, he, he should hopefully, be able to do. Hopefully he won't have to play left tackle for That's 10 true. Years. <laughs> Look, let's hope that he's sitting at left guard the, the whole time, but at well, least if, he, if, if he injuries pop a, up. If he becomes a bookend around. right tackle, yeah, if, if needed, and they get a guard next year, I'm to- totally cool with that. Okay, but um, he, his impact can be Quentin Nelson-esque for the Jets, like yeah. he was for the Colts, who the Colts took at six in that Sam, Sam Darnold trade for, uh, in 2018 by, uh, by Mac. Yeah, and the other thing, just to add, that I love about this is that you have him now for control for really at least four to five, hopefully five seasons, assuming yeah. he turned out to be the prospect that he is. That's always such a big difference with this rookie pay scale that they yeah. have throughout the draft that you, you had an extra year of the guy on, on simply on, on a bargain contract that will keep this window hopefully open for the five or more years simply. Let's yeah. Hopefully forever, of course, <laughs> but in, in, in living in reality here, let, let's hope that they could just structure this team in a very aggressive way. Yeah. Having a guy like that on a relatively cheap contract. So to sum up, Great job in round one by the Jets. Uh, I think we're, we're, all Jeff fans, I think, can agree with that, whether they like the trade or not. They got great players. Yeah, and, and speaking about that trade, this is the second year in a row that Joe Douglas has gotten lucky. Last year, he got lucky by trading down in the second round and still landed Mims. And, and like you said, he was able to land Carter in the fourth round. But he was also lucky, let, let's go to our next pick, about Elijah Moore slipping as well to the second round, which which was crazy because... We we had more probably in the first round after speaking with Anthony and Jared and, and the other pods. And we also had EVT probably as our top guard, too. So the Jets did a great job with, with getting him. And, I mean, the Elijah Moore pick, I got to give it an A. Sticking with offense, he should have been in the first round, first round talent. Very quick, can definitely take over the slot. Once Crowder's gone, he can be a burner. Like I said, the Jets needed someone with speed. And he can be that deep. Deep ball threat for Wilson, who has an exceptional arm strength as well. So, A for me. I know every, everyone's really happy about it on the Jets team and the Jets front office. And Spence, I'm guessing you uh, agree with me here. Yeah, you, you could see it as we're together now in person doing this. I'm smiling, talking about <laughs> him. I'll be my, my, my leaning grades here with, with an A+. Plus. I, I loved it. I was just... My jaw dropped when I heard the pick. I just really didn't think they would actually execute yeah. and take a wide out this early <laughs> and the fact that they had this on their board as one of their top guys that's that's a great sign for me forget just this draft it's a good sign going forward that this is something they're actually focused on because we haven't yeah seen that theme in the past simply especially with a defensive-minded head coach it's surprising that's the big thing i've heard and seen this week just from twitter reaction and, and just reporting throughout the league on the networks and everywhere just the, the idea that exactly what Brandon's saying, like the defensive coach is letting his general manager build the other side of the ball. Like we, yeah. we used to, Rex Ryan Rex, did not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just a, different, yeah. a different theme from, <laughs> from the past where it just, it wasn't like that. So it just, yeah. it shows trusting confidence in each other for, for Joe and Sala. And then it's a great thing to see. But yeah, for more, I, I love the pick. I'm 
glad that they took a wide out early and aggressively. Well, who did you think it. they were going to take? Because you, you said you didn't expect them to take him. I did think they were going to take Tevin Jenkins and double down with the O-line. Which get, would have been fine, I think. Yeah, I, I would have accepted that either way. And I guess, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter now. I probably would have yeah. given that an A as well because he would have really never. Yeah, the, me too. The line probably would have been set for a really but, long time. Yeah, moot point. Exactly. Right now, so. It doesn't even matter. But, yeah, excited for more. Uh, I mean, just the only thing to add, of course, the Crowder piece. Keep him if you want. Trade him if you want. They have flexibility there. If they can get yeah. a pick he, or something in return. He, he definitely won't be it. back after this year. Yeah, once, once his, I, I believe. His contract's over now. Yeah, I would say this once his year, it's yeah. up, simply you let him walk. Because Mac, Mac signed him. Yeah, it's, so it's, so it's his third year. no longer a need. Simply. And more is more than a slot, simply. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, yeah, like I said, he's a deep threat guy. I've been he hearing cash. about that all week and everything yeah. that I've listened to in, in reviews of him. He's. Not just going to be a slot, he can be vertical, he can do he jet slants, sweeps, yeah. literally Put anything you want. I think the comparison that generally is being said a lot is he's going to be their Debo Samuel type at least yeah. for this year. So. Well, I, I, I felt Network said he could be Steve Smith. I hope I, he is. <laughs> I, but, but I don't think Steve Smith was that fast, though. He wasn't a deep threat. He but just regardless, catches. He was incredible. So okay, okay. if he turns out to be Steve Smith, then you're t- well. I know he's not in yet, but you're yeah. getting a Hall of Fame player then at this pick. But he he has a super high floor, but also a super high ceiling. Like he is just, I'm not gonna say unicorn, but he just has really really great potential, especially in this offense with the was it the the West Coast offense they're running right with the floor? Yeah, yeah. So you should fit. In, right in, yeah. well, and just start making plays. Live up to that hype right away is, is my, for him, but the expectations are a little high. I'm expecting yeah, to see I, some explosive plays from the I, start. I don't know how much he'll play, though, with Crowder. That's that's the only thing. I think he might not play as much as people think, so I wouldn't have too high expectations. I think next year, same thing for the whole team. Next year is, is the year where everyone should play very, very well. I think this kind of means the end, possibly, hopefully, of, Braxton Barrios, right? I mean, Would if it's agree? not, then this guy just will last every move that they make. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, I, I imagine it's the end for him. And, and like what you were just saying before, this is a good problem then to have that we're not yeah. sure how they're going to fit him in yet. This and that. I mean, they have a lot of talent. they have Keelan Cole, too. Don't forget. Yeah, it's, this is a good, this is a problem we haven't been able to talk yeah. about. I'm glad that we're chatting about for this. For 10 years. Yeah, I mean, the evolution of the group now from last year to this year is... Well, P- Great to see. PFF, who we usually don't care, but when it fits the narrative, uh, <laughs> P- PFF said the Jets... Um, did, did you see that graphic? They said the Jets, I think, improved the most yeah. in, in the wide receiver room. So th- it's it's pretty crowded now. They have... No, five no, pun, deep, no pun simple. intended. They have Crowder, Mims, Moore, Cole. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. And they just claimed Matt Cole, yeah. who I don't know anything about. Uh, but maybe he can make the team. They have Barrio still. They have the two Smiths under contract. All of those contracts can be voided, I'm sure. It's just a deep group yeah. now, and then oh, there's gonna be a a, a just, fight for the last spot, so because the first five are penciled in, assuming they, Crowder they, is is here on yeah. week one. They just cut Josh Doxson, which is a a bummer. I I like you know I liked him a lot. Yeah, Brandon, <laughs> as we all do at the time, enjoyed the first round pedigree of the Dachshund. But yeah, you like had, the first round pedigree more than I. I do. I, do. I certainly do. I'm not going to deny it. But yeah, and it is the, the Dachshund era was short. Well, never really never started. Yeah. <laughs> we could say that too. But yeah, the, their pass catchers are very good. And speaking about pass catchers, let's go to our next pick, 
Michael Carter, running back from North Carolina, who can run the ball, catch the ball, can probably do everything. Maybe he can throw the ball too. Who knows? He's a little smaller. He's only 5'9". A little smaller than I'd like as a running back, but from what everything I've seen, never saw him play in North Carolina. But all the reporting, all the videos, I got to give this an A too. And But like Spence said earlier, the Jets did want to take him in the third round. So let's say you get you just got a day two value here on a day three pick. Very explosive, very quick. And I think you would agree with me here that this kind of puts some roster spots in jeopardy, such as Ty Johnson and Michael Pirine. Yeah, I mean, first, my grade for the pick and agreement and A. Love yeah. the pick of Michael Carter. We we've been we've had this we had a debate pre draft so many times where will they take a running back? Are they going to? Which we of course uh, we we were in agreement they were going to. Yeah. And I I think we both said between rounds four and six was ideal. And I think we both said because Anthony mentioned Michael Carter. Yeah. And I think we both said if he falls to round four, take him. And. Here, here we are. It was the right time to do it. He did it at the right value. And yeah. one thing that's interesting about him, too, just, I know in the box scores don't tell at all, but you look at his stats and Javante Williams' stats from the same backfield, almost comparable. I mean, touchdowns, Javante Williams, I mean, to praise him, too, his numbers were insane. Yeah. <laughs> but Carter, like, they were neck and neck. So, like, you're getting a guy touch, in the size touchdowns might be are, Touchdowns are, yeah. they, they go up and down every year. So, like, if just, you... He picks up the yards, right? He catches the ball. And same thing with Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore's yeah. stats were unbelievable at Ole Miss. Just impressive when they touch, when he touches the ball. Yeah. And look, his NFL comparison, according to NFL Network, is uh, you know, a former Jet that we're all <laughs> familiar with, is Malal Powell. <laughs> look, if he could be what Powell was for the Jets. It sounds I like he has a higher that... ceiling, though, than Powell. Yeah. Powell had a really high floor. He just wasn't as, as explosive as we thought. But he also stayed here for like 10 years after all the management that turnover that happened. So um, if Michael Carter's here for 10 years, that would be cool. Well, one funny thing that when uh, we, we called each other for this pick, because I was actually driving to Connecticut when they were picking, you, you told me that ESPN or NFL Network showed Michael Carter, the, the defensive back, his film when they announced this this Michael Carter, right? Yeah, they, they must have had, someone in the tech room had a problem there at that moment. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny and ironic because the Jets ended up with both, both Michael Carters, which I think is just <laughs> really funny. But this Michael Carter gets an A from both of us. Nothing they, they could have done worse or, or better here. Just uh, loading up on offense, which is what we've been asking for for the past 10 years, basically, because... Every pick in the Rex Ryan era, I think, was defense, right? They uh, failed to edge every year, maybe. And Adam Gase era, I don't even care about that anymore. So we're, we're just happy they're listening to us and loading up on offense. I mean, the most amazing thing to add to that, I think we saw this tweet on draft night. The Jets, so now two years in a row, of course, have taken O-line in round one. Yeah. Prior to, believe it was, 2019, or including 2019 up to, I think it might have been 2000. Yeah. So between those years, 2000 and 2019, they've taken a total of two offensive linemen in round one. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a management change. But, management and what, standpoint change. Well, like, it's just, why were we, oh, we don't even need to 
discuss why they weren't doing it the whole nothing. Wasn't the that the season. same year? Because didn't they do Mangold and Brick in the same year? Exactly. Right? That's the only other yeah. time they've addressed this need that's been in a one need year. forever yeah. now in round one. It's just it's just great to see the, this regime is it understands it and gets it. It's like yeah. like we. It's why we're doing this podcast. We we've been saying to do some <laughs> of these things, and they just have simply avoided it. So yeah, yeah. Well, the I, theme I mean, of I offense. Think... They are listening. <laughs> I, I think Becton and Vera Tucker can have the same impact as Brick and Mangold did. Obviously, ABT is a different position than Mangold, but you understand my point of, of how important they can be because those two anchored the line for 10, 15 years. They should both be Hall of Famers in my book. They won't be. I don't think Brick will make it. Mangold might. But if Becton can do what Brick did and if ABT can have the same, I guess, ceiling and durability then I think that'd be huge. I mean, maybe he could be like Alan Fanica when, when he was on Pittsburgh in his prime. I know he was okay on the Jets, but he was amazing in Pittsburgh. Or even like Marshall Yanda for, for Baltimore, how important he was on the left side. So a lot of positive things from these first few picks, I'd say, right? Can't go wrong here. Yeah, I just was very, very happy up, up to this point of, of the draft. After all these offices, not to say that I wasn't for the others that we're, we're about to dive into as well. Yeah, I was but... just surprised that they went offense so much. I did not expect it at all, especially with their glaring holes in the secondary. I was expecting at least one defender, honestly, yeah. in the first four rounds. So uh, look, and I'm glad they proved me wrong. <laughs> again, I could I'll say that over and over again on on this episode, and probably until week one, I'm going to keep saying <laughs> that. I just, I just love it so yeah. much, but. Yeah, it's it's just it's good to see simply that we're uh we're trying to score points. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that's the goal here. So <laughs> a positive, a huge positive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think the whole part of this year, I don't expect them to make the playoffs. I don't expect them to win more than eight games. All I care about this year is developing Zach Wilson and the offense. And I think you would be in uh, agreement there. Exactly. That that that's really the the main thing to watch this year. Yes, we're all going to want to root for wins. You want yeah. them to go all the way, but we're realistic on this podcast. We're, we're not going to go <laughs> out of our ways with those thoughts. But um, offense I, is I, the I know thing you're to thinking watch. of one of our friends who thinks we're going to make the play. Yeah, <laughs> offense is the thing to watch. Just, just see progress and production. That's what we want. And even, even the rookies, uh, the defensive backs that we're going to talk about, I would like to see them get some development too. I mean, I would start most of them just get them the reps this year is going to be a wash in my opinion like we've said 2022 is the year that they start going all in joe douglas finally has control of the team he's being aggressive he has his staff that he basically picked and and agreed upon he has his draft picks so this year is a, a learning opportunity for everyone for the staff to get acquainted next year is playoffs i think would you agree? Yeah. Playoff mandate? Yeah, simply I have the same expectations. I, I don't think there's much that can uh, yeah. differ from there. <laughs> they just got to live up to both of those. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to the next pick. I know you wanted to talk about some of these defensive players now that you yep. talked so about the guys, but uh, yeah, of course, we, we love <laughs> You're, you're the not offense. as excited, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> different, different. But yeah, we, we can kick off in, in the fifth round. They used their first selection on Jamie and Sherwood from. Auburn, and I mean, yeah, look, our initial reactions, to be honest, couldn't say we know much about the guy, <laughs> that, that's for sure. Well, also, I, I hate when ESPN and NFL Network put the position, because they originally said he was a safety, 
but it looks like he's going to be a linebacker. And, I mean, he could be a starting linebacker, potentially. Yeah, and that, that's the, the, the idea that I like with this pick. Like, yes, he might not have the definite, well, yeah, the experience of not playing linebacker. Well, he doesn't I, have that necessarily. No, he, but. he does because I, I did see a tweet that his, his snap percentage, it was like 39% lined up at safety, 35% lined up at linebacker. So he, for some reason, wasn't called a linebacker, but he does have the experience, and I think he can start. Yeah, it's meant more like it'll be still a transition right, yeah, to be yeah. doing that in, in the league on Sunday or something. Yeah. But I think the thing we could touch upon with him from what we learned about him since the pick is the athleticism. He's having a, a yeah. guy that's going to transition to linebacker full-time that played safety. That's something I like simply. You want you need these guys to be able to sprint around, run around, and yeah, and be able to – our big thing that we haven't seen recently is cover tight ends. And I'm, just one of the <laughs> strengths good, that I was looking at. Yeah, that's one of the strengths right, that I'm, I'm looking at according to NFL right. – sorry, NFL.com, not NFL yeah. Network, I might have mentioned earlier. We, we talked with Jared about that, that yeah. they haven't had a, a coverage linebacker in years. I mean, just the top three bullet points in according to NFL.com. Long limb with massive wingspan adds on to the box for run slash pass support and desire to cover tight ends and men. Good. That's, I mean, I mean, it all sounds great, of course, on paper. <laughs> Let, let's see the production. Not going not to be too, too critical. Look, if yeah. you haven't, I haven't watched the guy. I'll, 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 I guess I'll give it a B plus. I, I wish we can say more about these late round guys, but like you always say, they're all um, a dart throw, especially on D3. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give it a B. I don't dislike <laughs> it. I'm not, like, outrageously thrilled for it. But I'm excited to see this. It is a project, certainly, and to see if he can make yeah. this full-time transition to linebacker. So I'm excited to see. And one big thing to, of course, touch upon is outside of C.J. Mosey, I mean, yes, for this year, Gerard Davis, at least for one year. Yeah, it's one year. There's, there's a wide-open job next to the two of those. And yeah. I mean, yes, Cashman's going to be in the next, group to yeah. compete, but I'm sure Sherwood and what we'll touch upon, of course, Nasrul Dean and a few. Yeah. You're going to get the opportunity to really maybe even start Indeed, from day yeah. one. Well, like, like I said, they should put these guys on the field day one. Just let them learn. Just I think yeah, if, if we were coaching or yeah. making that decision, we would honestly push Cashman aside. I think yeah, and you I'm can let me know if you agree. Yeah. Push Cashman aside, he gets unfortunately. Keep, keep him as a backup. Yeah, he's and fine. give Sherwood, and, and be, we'll talk about Nazo yeah. in a few, and give those guys the full opportunity to start well, or, or be the starter. I also want to say I gave him a, a B plus. I was a little more lenient here because it was more of a positional need here. So that's why I gave it the B plus because they yeah. they do need some linebacker depth. And you know I, I love the the coach Sal video calling him Sherwood. It was oh, <laughs> the, the, we could do the, a the whole draft pod calls, on Salah's energy. The, the, <laughs> Let's go, man! <laughs> the draft calls are my favorite videos to watch. And look, shout out, we could give a quick, the Jets social team is doing a fantastic job. Yeah. <laughs> All the content they've done been really behind good. the scenes of, of, well, actually, I think they're putting out a whole thing on the behind the scenes of the week. But, well, One Jets well, Drive is coming back soon, too. Yeah. So, well, I didn't one, really watch it when Adam Gase was around because I didn't care, but I'll watch it again now. And they'll, they'll do Wilson in, in depth, too, on, on that. And an interesting comment I. I saw on Twitter, and it kind of makes sense. Like they're not going to be as afraid to show the behind the scenes now that Adam's not there. Yeah. Like, do you, do you think like Joe gave them the full <laughs> reign to like film everything last year? 
I mean, it's just like a there, there's yeah, yeah, yes, there's not. no confirmation of that. <laughs> like, let's be realistic here. Like, I'm sure he wasn't like, yeah, you can't film that. <laughs> no, I'm sure he yeah. was saying, yeah, you can't. Film yeah, that. I'll rephrase that. <laughs> well, that's because players probably didn't listen to him that much. No one respected him that much, except for Gore. But now, the staff is good. The players are hopefully going to be good. And yeah, I think they'll do a. They did a, a deep dive on Darnold when he was first drafted for one Jets drive, so I'm sure they'll deal with Wilson too. Yeah, I'm sure that he will. He's going to be there. He's their man now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to so. highlight him in as many ways possible. And for people wondering, I believe he's going to wear number two. For some reason, I don't know if you feel this way, but people obsess over rookie numbers. <laughs> I don't care at all. It's like cool, care? but it's like I don't care what you wear if unless you're making plays. Yeah. You can wear one, two, you can wear ninety nine. I don't care. Exactly. Make you can wear no number. Yeah. <laughs> and just wear your last name. <laughs> just just play on Sunday. I think people just want the jerseys, but you know we can't buy jerseys anymore. Every jersey we have is gone. Every player is gone. That's where I'm undecided on which on, Jet jersey I, I'm going to buy going forward. I, I think we to, said that on the on the live stream. Yeah, I mean, with the new with the new colors, I I brought I bought Darnold, I bought Jamal Adams, I bought Le'Veon. So I'm I'm waiting to I'm really picking this one out more because whoever well, whoever I get might, is not going to be here after a couple of seasons. Some guys might change their seasons. numbers too. Yeah, so we have exactly. to wait for that. So, so with that, let's move on to the next pick. Was it another fifth rounder? Yeah. Right. Okay. And it was yeah Michael Carter the second yeah. pr- from Duke. <laughs> So yeah, they're staying with the theme of the Michael Carters. For, yeah, of you, course. You, I was I was in Connecticut, and I think you texted me that they drafted him, and I thought you were joking. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was it was just funny. Just, I, a funny thing. Forget the football aspect. Yeah. It was just like, what were they gonna call him in practice? They called them in practice. Like, hey, MC. Oh, you didn't see the tweet today? I did like, actually. They, no. Salah answered that question. He said MC one and MC two. Oh, I love that. That's <laughs> and, funny. <laughs> and, well, MC two will be this Michael Carter because he's. This one's Michael Carter the second. Gotcha. The, oh, the I like that. Guy. Okay. Yeah. And they, there you go. They're even on top of how they're going to yeah. call them by the proper name well, of practice. Douglas said they have, uh, uh, what he, he said something about having like a monopoly on Michael Carter's <laughs> after. Get the next after, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, not too much to talk about. Again, these defensive backs, we don't really know too much about them. They're all athletic, just a spoiler. They're all going to be athletic based on what they said. So in defensive back B, I guess, can't really say too much about it. That like I don't even know what the draft board was because I wasn't watching the draft, but it, it's a fine pick. Can't complain. Yeah, I'll give it a B as well. Uh, I think well, what, one thing I definitely like about it is he, he does fill part of the slot need. And why I say part, because oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. He's ultimately going to be the. I mean, he'll have the opportunity. To, he's certainly going to have the. Yeah, he's yeah. going to have the opportunity to start can be at slot corner, but at least fill some of the needs. I'm Felix sure there's going to be some sorry. others that are are in contention there. Yeah. But well, I I think one of the safeties that they safety linebacker hybrids that they drafted like uh, Pinnock, maybe he can he might be able to play slot, or one of the other guys could potentially play slot. But it's really Michael Carter's job to lose, I think. I would think so, and that's when I was listening to Connor Hughes this week talk about it, and that's what he mentioned, that they were going to give him every opportunity to take yeah. the slot job. So, I mean, a side point to that is 
probably the end of, of Brian Poole. I don't imagine they're going to yeah, I guess come back not. to the table with him. Still want them to add some I veteran think, corners. Well, N- Nelson's probably out too. Steve Nelson, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a slot, right? I think primarily yeah. he's a slot, yeah. So, so if they add anyone, it's going to be Sherman, the, really. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, let these guys play. That's fine. That's the beauty of this year for them. Like Again, yeah. we have realistic expectations. They're not going all the way. Yeah. So like give these guys the experience. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. And, and just to highlight the strengths from NFL.com on him, 2020 team captain. So I mean, I mean, yes. I always like a team. Captain. I mean, he's gonna make tackles or not in the field. But I, I'll let <laughs> I, you share what you're gonna say. I, I always like a team captain because it shows good character. As I say, it's good, nothing good leadership. Yeah. So no, nothing about his that. play on the field, probably yeah. like you said. But yeah, always good to have good character <laughs> and good culture and adequate. Toughness as a nickel run defender, willing to stack the block and spill the runner wide. Don't Seems like a means. tough cornerback. I <laughs> yeah. mean, fill the role in the slot and how, we'll be how happy. Big, how big is he? He is, and I believe he's under six foot. Okay. Right now. Yeah, he's 5'10. Okay. So, yeah, a that's, slot that's corner build. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit on the smaller side, but that's that's usually slot guys. I don't think are usually that. No, slot guys are small. So, yeah. So. yeah, like I. If he was 5'8", maybe it was a little concerning, but yeah, yeah. 5'10 for a slot corner is fine with me. Can't be too critical of it, but not yeah. certainly, like, ecstatic about it. So, look, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I, I mean, these later comfortable guys... comfortable with the pick. Unless it was, like, a Dylan Moses kind of pick in these later rounds, yeah. we, we can't go crazy for them. So, nothing really else to report on him if you, I don't have anything else on him. But no, just will hopefully he, like, as we're going to probably say for the rest of the guys in this draft, just... Be a contributor. Get if he's gonna have that chance to be the slot corner, then then you know, take that chance and and attack and own, which I'm sure he will. I don't need to fire him up and motivate him. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he will uh, just achieve it. So that's my expectation. Play. Yeah. <laughs> get on the field and get the experience for him. Yeah. So let's move over to the next pick. Another defensive back from Pittsburgh, Jason Pinnock. Again, don't really have too much on him. He he wasn't graded that well. Uh, a lot of people said he's just a really really good athlete, which is okay. But his that's ability- his first strength that's yeah. listed according to NFL.com. Physical specimen with uh, prototypical size and length. So <laughs> I I don't think his football skills are that great. He might be a long term project. He might have also gotten hurt too in when he was in Pittsburgh, and I don't think he was that high on people's draft board. So I'm gonna give this a C plus. I think they're just hoping for upside here, but his floor is that he's cut. I'm no, I, I don't, a floor means steady. Um, the the worst that can happen with him would he he would be cut. I guess his ceiling is maybe a starter, maybe a backup. Nothing too crazy. I I, I don't have high expectations for him at all. I'll give him a B. I, I think I kind of see all these later round corners in the same lens with that. Like where yeah, like they'll have the opportunity. Um, like you know, they have some type of trait that probably stood out, which is the athleticism piece for Pinnock. Again, I mean, who who's playing across from Bryce Hall? The opportunity is plus, there. An- Anthony's favorite, plus Austin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're going to be competing with each other, all these guys. So yeah, and he he is a corner, right? Yep. He's just not a, a safety. Okay. Yeah. So that that's my goal is just give him a shot. I mean, I don't, certainly don't think he's starting from day one, but no. I wouldn't be mad if you. I think look, the whole corner group now, they're just it's start. a battle. Like yeah. it's from top to bottom. Like yeah, we all assume Bryce Hall is locked in because who else he, is there right now? No one else. It's him <laughs> and Bless Austin. Yes, yeah, so like, and 
Well, Lamar Jackson, who's awful. Jalvin Gidry, who's awful. I at least at a minimum expect all these drafted guys should make their roster over Lamar Jackson. I I think. You think so? I do. I mean, at least that's my expectation. They better perform better than than he did. So you you think Jackson's gonna be tough? Yes, I I I don't think he'll make. What about Gidry? He's competing with Michael Carter because he's more, he's the slot guy. Yeah. So I, they're supposedly really. High I would think they'll keep both. I, I I think Gidry will probably make it now because I mean unless they add veterans, that's the big thing. It's a yeah. It's a small and a weak group. Like they added a bunch of names this weekend. Sorry, last weekend. Forgetting it's been a week now. <laughs> and you know one of the undrafted guys, which we'll talk in in an upcoming episode. So the, <laughs> the competition's wide open. I mean, sign yeah. us up. We can get out there <laughs> yeah. with them too. Yeah, no. and well, just to throw that out there, so Isaiah Dunn's that undrafted guy that you just mentioned, and we'll probably do a deeper dive into undrafted free agents because everyone loves a good undrafted free agent. Every, every year, someone there's this one guy that everyone loves, and everyone gets really attached to him, and then he gets cut. Yep. So that's why I don't, I don't really care too much about undrafted free agents. The only reason why I think Isaiah Dunn, I th- did he go to Illinois, I think? I forgot where he went. But he, he's a cornerback. He was supposed to get drafted day three. And he got the highest. Uh, is it guaranteed? Was it a guaranteed contract? I might have been bonus or guaranteed money. He got the, the, one, one he the, got the highest money for an undrafted free agent cornerback. And when teams throw a lot of money to undrafted free agents, they more than likely will make the team. So I think Dunn will, will compete, and I hope he's good. <laughs> yeah. Nothing so, really else to add about that. So I mean, Yeah, we can move on that. I mean, to sum up on Pinnock, just. Yeah. Do your best to make the team and contribute. Again, that's going to be the theme for all these late <laughs> yeah, round defenders. But you can't you can't get crazy with the expectations for them. But yeah. Next one, I think this one, my grade is going to be higher on this one. The I Jets kicking off sixth the sixth round took Hamza Nasruddin, standing linebacker say slash safety from Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's interesting. So I, yeah, I, I, same thing. I would on the day of the draft. Not an expert on any of these later round guys. I didn't really know who he was, but after hearing some more about him, and he he led FSU in tackles for two years, up to his uh, injury this past season where he, he tore his ACL. Unfortunately, he's still recovering from that. But when, he's, did, does it say when he tore it? I wonder if he'll be ready for camp. I think yeah, playing he played two games in twenty twenty. So I think he's got. I mean, if he misses some time, it's okay. It's probably possible he does do. Possibly team. If he played in twenty twenty, he probably tore it October or November, so he should be ready. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they camp. won't rush him. If, if he's probably not case. participating in rookie camp right now, but yeah. he should be ready for the summer. Exactly. He he's they could IR him too. Yeah, your favorite, the, the IR for the year. <laughs> he he has a shot. I if he's healthy and ready to go to start from day one. Uh, one thing I was seeing from this past week of the all the rave reviews of the Jets class, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was that like some guy, some analyst, scouts, whatever you want to call it, had much earlier grades than round six on this guy. I think I I saw which some even I had him like round day two, yeah, yeah, like a day two pick. Well, do you, do you remember I said that a few pods ago? I said because people were hurt and they there wasn't enough scouting, you were going to find gems later in the round. Yeah. Later in the rounds, and this guy could potentially be it because he was hurt, like you said. He was very good when he was playing. I think he can play safety and linebacker. Is that correct? Is he going to be a linebacker? I think the plan for him is line. When they announced the pick, it was as linebacker. Linebacker. For him. Okay. So look, so him and Sherwood. Will, will, I'd say the same thing yeah. we could we, we uh, discussed on Sherwood with with Nasruddin. 
Put them in an open competition with Clay Cashman for the op for the open linebacker yeah. spot. If they win it from if he wins it from day one, good. Let him yeah. start from day one. I mean, lofty, lofty goals, but if he could be the Jets version of the Colts, Darius Leonard. Lofty expectations. Lofty, lofty. I'm not gonna deny that. Leonard was a second round pick, too. It's not like he was a six round pick. Relax you never know. There. Relax. Certainly lost. I, I like this one. I I love. Oh, yeah, what you give my grade. My grade A minus. I think you're getting this value late. Is 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 fantastic to me. I mean, yeah. I could have went a little bit even more. No, I thought B plus, but I just think there's actually of all these later round picks after the analysis this week, I think he's the one that would be the most likely to turn into a starter of them all. That's my my prediction on this group. I was going to ask you that question later, but. There's your answer. <laughs> My, I would give him a B plus. Like you said, he has the potential to turn into a, a gem. And I like the confidence, too. He said on Twitter that he's a first-round talent. So I, I, I like the confidence in that. And let's hope he turns out well. I don't really have too much else to add because you kind of took it all. But I am in mostly agreement with you. B plus, I think he has a good shot. If he, if he stays healthy, if he's healthy for camp, let's, let's see him play. It's actually just one thing to add about his ACL. He actually tore it in 2019, and he made it back for a few games at the end, two games at the end of this season. So, oh, okay. he should be good to yeah. go. I, I did. I thought I saw as well that he hurt it this past season, but so yeah, he should be participating in rookie camp now. Yeah, yeah, I have high, high, higher expectations for he's a six, a six round, round pick in him. Yeah, relax. <laughs> Look, at he least could easily be cut. I, I would say he's. I'm penciling him in to make the team. I, I am. If I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, when we do those the training camp cut discussions, um, we'll I'll, come back to yeah. it. <laughs> we, my stamps on it now, <laughs> so I could be a fool. I could be a genius on this one. I'll I'll say that, but yeah, I mean, like, with with these later round picks, they're just dart throws, so can't really complain. So let's let's go to this was their second six round pick, right? Yeah, I, I they traded back so many times that I don't know what what rounds these are. So. With this sick round pick, they took Brandon Eccles. He's from Duke, right? Cornerback? No, from oh, Kentucky. Kentucky, right. I confuse him and Carter all the time. But, yeah, he is a cornerback. Very fast. I can see on, on, on the screens. I, I mean, don't really know too much about him. So, I guess I'll just give it a C-plus for now. Can't really. I, I, I don't even know if he'll make the team. I, I'd be surprised if he makes the team. I'll say that because there's not, not, no really hype on him. I'm just going to give it a C. Not that I know a ton about him. Yeah. I certainly don't. Yeah, from his strengths reporting here on NFL.com, it looks like he's very athletic, fast. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other corners that the Jets have Well, maybe now him, with that build, too. Maybe him and Justin Hardy can form a formidable special teams unit then if he's that quick. Yeah, I mean, don't don't forget Justin Hardy's a cornerback too. Yeah, and that's also I, he's not going to play, but he'll he'll do special. That teams. could be what they're imagining with with Eccles too. Maybe they really want him to be yeah. like a special teams ace, and if that's, that's the fine. case, okay, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I'll be a little bit harsh just because it's like, all right, you already took two corners before. Yeah. I I like like the idea of just taking all the Darthos at corner since they didn't. Do it in free agency. So I, I like I would that have part, a, but another pass catcher here. I, think I would say you could have just went in many other directions yeah. and then Eccles. So that that's more of a reason for the grades, not to disrespect the player a ton because I have no reason to. <laughs> I don't know him that well, <laughs> so it's more just the, the, the of the direction the Jets went here. I'm more yeah. harsh in that point. Yeah, again, not, nothing really else to touch upon him. So 
Like and I said, our I, favorite pick of the draft we're about to touch yeah. upon. I, I would be surprised if he makes the team. If he does, he'll be primarily special teams. And that's that's what a lot of players, like I've said before, a lot of these later round guys, that's where they start off special teams. So if he's a special teams unit guy, that's totally fine. I'm sure Brant Boyer is still here. He is, right? He yeah. is, yeah. I'm sure yep. Boyer will be happy to use him. So let, let's move over to, the, to our, our favorite pick. The last pick, this was seventh round? Because they sixth, they ended the sixth round. Okay. Yep. So what, they had three sixths this year? Yeah, they, they had they no seventh back. this okay. year. Yep. Um, yeah, so they took a, a defensive interior, <laughs> defensive tackle from Arkansas, Jonathan Marshall. I would give it a F because they don't need any more interior defensive linemen. We've said this for the last few weeks. We said... We were going to give it an F grade if they did draft an interior defensive lineman, and we're, we're holding up to that end of the bargain. Only good thing I've seen about this guy is that he's super, super athletic. Other than that, I think he doesn't make the team at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in agreement on the grade F. There was no <laughs> need for it. Like, our only D line we would have been comfortable with this late was that, like, if they were to take an edge here, okay. We, wouldn't, we still didn't think yeah. they needed to, but okay. We would have understood it more because, I mean, edge, I'm always... You can't have too many, but we, we have enough. <laughs> I, won't, I won't start to ramble on that. But, yeah, there's just no need for the pick. Like Brandon said, I mean, there was one <laughs> highlight of him on Twitter this week that he just, like, he just blew through the back. He was like, yeah, I was impressed by that. But, like, okay, cool. We have enough. Yeah. D-Lyman, that was certainly a big position they addressed this offseason. Do you think he makes the team? He's I honestly do, though. I, yeah, and that's. You that's, think he makes the? I'm still gonna give it an F grade, but I, I do think he has a, ch- a chance to make the team. Because, are, are you shocked at if at the end of the D line rotation he takes over the spot of maybe Shepard or Kyle Phillips? Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked in that. And I guess, I, yeah. I, and look, if they're investing a pick in a guy, and they, they, they signed him too. They yeah, are, they I, already signed all their picks. Exactly. So. I wouldn't be shocked if he. I mean, my prediction. I do think he makes the team. I don't like the pick. I don't think we need it. But I do think he makes a team at the end of the D line rotation. Interesting. I I don't think he makes a team at all. But I guess we'll see who's right there. Yeah. Yeah. So so you think Shepard's cut and he makes the team? Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, the, just the, the few strengths on him, just to touch, just as we've done on them all. I'm no, saying team captain. <laughs> Team captain with praise for high character, Fine. explosive, fast off the ball. I mean, it's kind of what we've been saying. That the, the, that, that's what the athletic guys analysis yeah. in him was this week, that he was an athletic D lineman. So, okay. he, he tested in like the 99th percentile of D lineman yeah. for athleticism, so I guess that's fine. It's just not needed at yeah. all. He seems interesting, but just not <laughs> for the – he's not on the right team. But, yeah, but yes, yeah. I do think he will make the team. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that prediction out now. Well, so it would be they would keep four defensive tackles then because you have Rankins. They're not cutting fully. Yeah, they have Quinnen, and then you're gonna you think they're gonna keep Marshall. I I, I could I think the, the how many defensive line, line is gonna be bigger than we yeah realize. they're gonna have a bunch of people because I think they're gonna do a little bit more on the defense where three linebackers might not be on the field at all times. They might be using a lot more, which, which I was. Uh, seen some analysis they might use more nickel so you might have more situations where they could have more or the linemen rotating in and out and more of a yeah. corner need on game day so you might they might only have five linebackers instead of maybe like the traditional i don't know, to me traditional six having two for each yeah, two of, yeah. <laughs> of the of the th- four three setup so I will I mean, stick to my prediction even, on they, this they, do, they don't even have six linebackers on the that, team that's right? my thought on How it many too. they have 
Cashman, one, Mosley, Davis, and then the two draft picks. That's five. That's it yeah. right now. Yeah. Unless they have some or, uh, practice no, squad. No one that's been or what what was our, our buddy from um the last year? Oh Burgess. Burgess. No, he's gone. He's been Hewitt? gone. I'm forgetting the linebacker's name. It was that, that linebacker oh, the Rams that, yeah, I think Grace Hager. The one was I kept, I kept making a joke about. Yeah, I think yeah, that was yeah. Him. I was like, he's gonna be our guy yeah. next year. <laughs> I mean I don't if he's on the roster, he might be. I do not know. <laughs> he might be, yeah. So yeah, they don't have a deep linebacker. No. And I again we're gonna talk about it. Uh, later, but they did take a, a flyer on an edge rusher from Oregon State. You know who I'm talking about. I'm going to butcher his name. It's I don't even remember his name. It's like Hamaclear Rashad or something like that. Yeah, I, I he, know exactly who you're referring to. Pull, pull his name up because I, I butchered his name, but he was supposed to go first round before the season started. For whatever reason, he dropped, and I think it's a huge steal. I mean, when, when someone is supposed to go first round I, and they drop to an undirected free agent, it's interesting to see why. But I think it, he has a lot of potential. He, I think he set the record for sacks at Oregon State, if I'm not mistaken. But again, we'll, we'll go into a deeper dive of undirected free agents, but that's just another edge guy to, to throw in um, to the edge group. So his name is Hamaclear Rashad Jr.? Right? Yeah. That's how you say it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pulling that up. So, I have, I have nothing else on Marshall. We both give it Fs. What would you give the overall grade for the Jets? Draft grade. Not not including undrafted free agents. Just guys they drafted strictly. I think B+. Plus to, like, we love the first half of it. We're content with the second half of it. I mean, I was thinking A- in my head. Because, I mean, if you want to put the heavier grade on the first part. Yeah. But, I mean, there's certainly some questions on the later round stuff. I'll I'll even it out with a B plus to me in my head is the midpoint yeah. of the grade. It's interesting because I, I'm giving an A minus. Okay. I'm a little more lenient because they they got their quarterback of the future. Hopefully they got hopefully a future All Pro at guard. They got hopefully a number one or number two wide receiver in the second round. So and Michael Carter who should have been a day two pick. So you got four potential immediate starters on offense who can be really, really good for many, many years. So, yes, the, the back half of the draft wasn't great, but you're not going to hit on all your picks. I think they hit on all four of these picks. Let's hope they did. And that's why I get the name on it, because they potentially got four really good starters, and then the, the other two linebackers could also be a starter as well. So that'd be five starters from this draft. I certainly think it can turn into an well, certainly think we both do. It can turn into an A plus. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna well, be yeah. like a Any huge draft can, yeah. Building block draft. But look, this is the thing. They have eleven more next year. <laughs> well I was I was gonna say <laughs> And cap space again. They they're in yeah. such an incredible I think it's incredible a, spot. It's a huge win that they left the draft with their two first and two seconds next year. With all with all the trading and everything going on. Yeah, that that was I know we, we we're way past that discussion now, but that was my concern of the initial trade. I was like, uh oh, what are we gonna lose for next year? Yeah. So to me, the as we both said, the fact that they didn't, that's yeah. great. <laughs> like it, it has no impact to the next draft class, and you'll see what your holes are next year. I mean, that's the roster will change again. There's gonna be yeah. some some need. Well, some needs will probably still exist. I don't think corner I was and say, linebacker I think, are settled for the future. I think corner should be priority. For yeah. the first round, I would love Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU, who's going to be the top corner 
Let's in hope draft. we're not picking there. <laughs> but at the same time, let's be realistic. I, I don't, it could be around they the are, top of the draft. But again. like I said, I would be okay with another top five pick. Yeah. Because they are going to be building the correct way. When yes. they were this bad with Mac, he did not build them the correct way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't disagree. Yeah. It's just that that's the, the truth of it all. I have no reason to doubt Douglas and staff right now. So, I mean, I don't have anything else on the draft. I think they knocked it out of the park. A lot of analysts think they did as well. Any other thoughts on the draft? or? No, just, really it, right? yeah, just I mean, not even Good to draft. rehash too much of what you said. It's a great weekend for the Jets. An exciting future for them going forward now with, with this class and, and yeah. the prior class. And we're going to get a chance to see Douglas do it again with a huge uh, hit this huge amount of picks for, for next year. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, not much more I could say. I'll hit you with one last question. Who do you think is going to be a cut from the team because of the draft pick? Who is going to be taken over? You already said Shepard, so can't count him. I'll, I definitely one of the running backs. I mean, it's easy to say, but my pick of them, and I know I mentioned in a couple of the earlier episodes, is, is LaMichael P. Ryan. I hope I'm wrong. I want him to make it. But <laughs> I, he just could be the odd man. I mean, Ty Johnson looked better. So Yeah. And we don't know what they think of Josh Adams that much. I mean, they liked him enough to bring him back. Well, that's because <laughs> D- Douglas Newman, Philly. Yeah, so I, I just wouldn't be fully shocked if P. Ryan is cut, so that'll be my prediction. All right. Well, there you have it. So, yeah, again, Great grades from both of us for most of the picks. I know a lot of the analysts and, and reporters thought it was a good draft, so let's hope they keep this momentum up, and let's get ready for some training camp. Well, Spence, that was a good episode. As always, love to hear the draft grades. I know people love mock drafts. They love draft grades. So draft season is officially done. Until next year, 2022. Like you said, hopefully the Jets are not picking too high, but I strongly believe they will have a top 10 pick. And that's not to say I am rooting for it. I just am being realistic. I think they'll have a top 10 pick and probably a top 20 pick. I'm going to say Seahawks miss the playoffs. That's Wait, a bold no, prediction. Actually, I, that, that is a bold okay. prediction because... It's a bad prediction because I forgot seven teams make the playoffs. I'm s- scratching that from the record book. <laughs> I forgot that the, the seven okay. teams starts next year, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Who, who knows? That could be... I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that off the record, know. though. I'm taking it off the record. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So, I mean, I, although they will have two, I'll say two top 25 picks. That's for certain. That I will... That, I don't, think, that, I don't think that's a bold <laughs> prediction, though, but I think draft season next year will be just as fun. Especially with two first rounders again, two second rounders. Absolutely. I mean, my early predict. I mean, easy early prediction. They're not using eleven picks. They'll make again, some yeah. moves again. Yeah, we Maybe that. even get aggressive and move for some vet that becomes available. I think that's my bold prediction. I can't put a name on it. I don't know who's going to be available. But like, I think they use this, this year or next year. Next year and next offseason. My early early prediction is they're using one of their day one or day two picks to grab a vet. Interesting. Don't know who it will be, but we'll we'll come back to that. What like what what position would you think it would be? Because oh, I like, think if, a skill player. Like... I think a skill player that comes available. It's random. I have no name to it so far, but I think okay. something will evolve, and Je- and Douglas is gonna get aggressive in in Salah's year two to start winning real important yeah, ball games. Let's hope so. 
So as always, we hope you enjoyed the pod. And if you have any good feedback, please let us know. If you don't, don't let us know. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at the good, the bad, and the Jets pod. You can follow us on Twitter, where I've I've been posting a lot more of our polls. Uh, you can follow us at Good Bad Jets Pod. If you ever Spence, if you ever want to take over the Twitter, you you have the login info, but it's it's mostly me. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you want to like us on Facebook, I've been slacking on Facebook actually. Uh, you can uh, look for our podcast name, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at B Ferris Verified. Of course, Brandon. Thank you, as always. And, yep, you can check me out on Twitter at sklein 824 on Twitter at NYJetsSK824. And, no, after we have the live stream, you can check me out on YouTube yeah. at Spencer Klein. You going to post any videos? <laughs> we'll not guarantee or commit today, as I've done in the past. So we will see. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thanks, everyone, for listening. We, we love the support from our listeners. As I always say, make sure you stay positive, test negative, and enjoy the rest of your week and have a great Mother's Day. Thanks, everyone.